0: Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news reviews and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows. It is just Rhiannon and I, Caleb, today. All right, let's talk about the Marvels. The the, the main event, the the, the main course after an appetizer of Loki.
1: Sorry, guys. I just can't get excited about Loki after that Marvels movie. I apologize. So,
0: Rhiannon. Apparently, the rest of the world didn't like it enough to go see it. But you and I, I think, both adored the Marvels. Let's just start talking about all the ways that we loved that movie.
1: Let's just talk about the Khan family. Oh, let's just go straight. Let's just go straight for the meat of it. The Khan oh. family. So I have a theory because I'm reading like because I honestly
0: have probably delved too deeply into like some of the negative reviews and stuff, because I'm legitimately just sad and confused how people mm-hmm. saw it and didn't love it. Yeah. And reading some of the stuff, part of the thing I think might be an issue is I think the Khan family feels like a wacky, weird addition if they're not just inherently part of Kamala as a character and if you didn't watch Miss Marvel. Do you think that's possible? I I
1: also think people are racist. And okay, yeah, that's true. I, I mean, I, I, I and I think, I mean, like not even, I mean, there's the whole concept of unconscious bias right. Of, you know, like, it, you know, maybe people aren't inherently racist, but maybe unconsciously, they are biased that they can't relate to that family. You know, I feel like I can relate to that family because Miss Marble, showed me that family to the point that i can relate to it and i maybe people don't feel like they can relate to it and they yeah and they think it's wacky i think if there is one criticism of this movie it's that it is a very wacky movie that then seemed to get self-conscious and ease back on the wackiness therefore just made it awkward yeah so you know, like, so
0: like the, the final fight should have been something as weird as thousands of kittens eating people and barfing them back up on Earth. Like, yeah, that moment was I, so I honestly don't know how the audience felt about it, because myself and my wife were laughing so hard at the flirting scene. That we filled the entire theater with our own laughter, whether or not anyone else was laughing
1: at all. Like, I, the moment I realized that the music playing in the background was from Cats, the Broadway musical, <laughs> I could not stop laughing. I, I, and it took me way too long to make that connection. I do not connect that song to that uh, musical. So it took me way too long to realize that that's what that was. But um, it was hilarious. It was great. But like when they went to the musical planet, you know, they kind of introduce it, but they're kind of like, no, nah, we're not going to give you a big musical number. You know, like we'll give you them dancing, but we're not going to give you like, yeah, I feel like the biggest problem with the musical planet is that they didn't lean into the musicality of it. Yeah you know, that they didn't do it. They just sort of touched on it. So it just made it awkward and weird rather than just, like, diving in. And I feel, so I feel like the movie got a little self-conscious when it could have been, you know, a little bit more wacky.
0: Well, in a comparison, I've seen one or two places that definitely was what came to my mind in the theater was just Star Trek. I think it was the combination of the singing planet then followed by those eggs, I'm like, oh, they're showing up almost like tribbles. Oh, wait a second. This movie's trying to be Star Trek. You know, yeah. like 1960s campy, bizarre Star Trek. And to me, that's great. That's the sort of, I mean, that's hopeful and it's, um encourages you to have a diverse cast that like explores people, like all the things that make me love Star Trek, I actually love about the Marvel. So I think that was a perfect kind of send up to it.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I've only recently watched a Star Trek, but I binged all of Strange New Worlds and that had a lovely musical episode. So, like, maybe that made me... I feel like I'm the target audience for this and they nailed it. They could have given me more wackiness. Yeah, I'd have loved it even more. Um, But yeah, the Khan family. Starting with positive things. Khan family. No, they're, and, and then their, cats.
0: Their chemistry is amazing and it's really funny. And to me, um, this always feels weird, and I don't want to say this the wrong way. The Khan family feels like my family. Like I, there's an identification I have to the way I grew up, which is a little funny. I mean, I certainly was not a minority person like they are. But we were like a religious family that had sort of specific rules about things we could and couldn't do at school. And so just like when they're picking at Kamala about her costume and Miss Marvel about, you know, like what she's allowed to wear or not wear. I'm like, I feel like I've had that conversation. The idea of like, we're different. We have different values in this family and we're going to be different. I heard that kind of stuff growing up all the time. And so um and there's just like an earnesty uh, earnesty an earnestness and kindness about their family that just feels like my family you know, I don't know I I love my parents and my my sister like I just feel like yeah. we had a happy family and so seeing a family like that on TV just feels warm and comfortable and i think the lack of sort of cynicism to it is endearing to me um in a in a, a powerful way you know
1: yeah no i'm with you it's it's a loving family and it's parents that care and it's parents that are supporting even though it is the wackiest situation for their child to be in ever yep. i mean just her dad's little line of like is captain marvel pressuring you <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> and, you know not backing down even. sorry my flirting in the background um you know, even not backing down to Nick Fury, <laughs> like I mean, just their family's great. Her family is great, yeah. And one of the things I loved
0: is that I felt like throughout this movie, the writers had a very firm idea of who Kamala is mm-hmm. and who Carol is and who Monica is, and that that was consistent, yes, like little things, um in Miss Marvel. They talk about a little prayer she's supposed to do before her driver's test. I think it's called the Bismala. Yeah. And she says it right before they go through like a hyper jump point. Yeah. That's brilliant. Of course she would, because that's the way she would act. And the ways that like Kamala reacts to people dying on the scroll planet versus the way Carol reacts. That's authentically who those characters would be based on a grizzled veteran of 30 years of intergalactic war. Versus a teenage girl who's probably never seen anybody die before. Like, well, not anybody. I actually saw a couple people die in Miss Marvel. But, you know, like, um, to me, and that authenticity kept coming through. Because the risk with a movie like this is it's superhero A, superhero B, superhero C, and they're the same person. And it never goes to that. They're legitimately their own person and they have their own identity that stays very true in its tone throughout totally
1: absolutely um and i think like that's a nice segue to the the space slumber party
0: oh it's
1: going to go yeah <laughs> i i mean it just you've got three women having a slumber party in space while they try to figure out how their powers swap around you have kamala wearing carol's pajamas it's so relatable while absolutely in no way being relatable um
0: i, caught I mean myself that was the thinking, moment this is what Rhiannon's apartment must look like during comic-con
1: like yeah you know <laughs> yeah like i mean that's it you know it's just kind of like yes like like that could just as easily be the women of save daredevil like sitting around um, uh, you know, maybe we're not learning our powers, maybe we're preparing swag bags or something, but it felt very relatable and um, I you know, while well, you're in the middle of space, so I mean i that's just what I don't expect a lot of the dude bros running you know that got into all of this because they enjoyed seeing whatever. Yeah. Um 10 years ago, I don't expect them to be able to relate to that, but I can relate to it and I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. So.
1: Well, and
0: for a superhero movie like this to show, you know, authentically what appears to me, granted, as authentic women conversations about the ways that women would talk and you know like we've talked about I think it's the Bestel test or whatever you know like are there two women in the movie that talk about something and that something isn't a man like there's not many superhero movies that pass that test there's hardly a scene in this movie that doesn't pass that test and yeah yeah I mean I can't get over again I don't want to I don't want to be like, if you didn't like this movie, you're a whatever. It does strike me that a full female team superhero mashup that was directed by a 34-year-old black woman not hitting audiences, you know, like sensibilities probably says something. About us being sort of used to a particularly male version of these movies. And oh, I, I, 100%. I I do the more we talk about it, I don't think we can get past that. Like maybe it's a no-duck, Caleb, but like,
1: yeah. I mean, there wasn't even a romantic subplot here. I mean, there was
0: well, there maybe may have been.
1: there was maybe a romantic subplot, but it was not with a dude.
0: Yeah, I'm suspicious that they are really soft selling um yeah. Carol and Maria. Like when Maria was talking about dying and like Carol was like gonna take take the flirt in with her, uh-huh. and she's talking about like oh, so I get the cat or whatever. Like it, it almost sounded like a romantic couple dealing yeah. with one of them dying, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, she's Aunt Carol. Um yeah, I yeah. That wasn't the romantic subplot I was thinking of.
0: Oh, what were you thinking of? Valkyrie. Oh, yeah. I know there's thoughts there. I'm also wondering again, maybe I'm making too much of the subcontext on the singing planet. Yes. Was Carol
1: that guy's beard? Yes. I mean, that was my guess. That's I what mean, that's it, how to it be. felt
0: in the moment. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't love. Again,
0: I read it as like, he can't reveal to his planet, you know, his orientation, and I appreciate what that's like. So I did it, you know. I'm his yeah. fake wife because I understand what it's like to be pigeonholed like that.
1: Yeah, I, I sort of interpreted it that way.
0: But we're just a bunch of woke idiots, so yeah,
1: no. we're just a bunch of <laughs> just looking into subtext that it does, isn't beaten over their heads. So you know, um. Yes, you should title this the Woke Idiots Podcast. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, yeah, now, so there's yeah. yeah.
0: Let's talk about the villain a little bit. Um I know a lot of people are underwhelmed. To me, this is a criticism I can appreciate. I, I don't feel as strongly as other people do, but I also get that it was not I I, I It was not the most fleshed out villain in the history of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, for sure.
1: It was not the least, either. I mean... (laughs) yeah, Like, Marvel just kind of comes up with a villain. I at least appreciated it more. One of the previews before the movie was for, like, the new Aquaman movie. And they just flat out had a guy in the previews that was like, my name's so-and-so and and I hate Aquaman! And it was like... (laughs) I was like, "Well, that's deep." (laughs) Um, Yeah, I feel like it was a little bit deeper than that, and it and it made sense. Like, I mean, I heard, I I know one of our friends reviewed it before I saw it, and was like, "Yeah, the plot doesn't make sense," and all of this. I was like, "It made a lot of sense to me." Like, her planet was destroyed, and she was gathering the power to rebuild her planet. And in the meantime, really wanted Captain Marvel to suffer. Like, it's not deep, but it does make sense. Yeah. She needed
0: a air to breathe, water, and a and a sun. And, and a so sun. she went after those three things on three planets that Carol cared about because she hates her guts.
1: Yeah. I mean, that made sense. It was congruent. It went with what we saw in the first movie. I didn't really remember enough from the first movie, but I was able to catch on pretty quickly. And like, it and also, sense to me. sorry, people who talk about like,
0: oh, there's too much from other movies for this. Everything you need to know was in this movie. Like, yeah, there were flashbacks to show you what's going on. Monica said, I got I got my powers from a witch twice
1: just to make sure you got it. Like, I think somebody else I think like she said it twice. And then somebody else was like, so you got your powers from a witch. <laughs> So like Like, it's there. We we got it. No worries. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean I think Zawe did the best with the role that she was given as the villain in this. Um, I'm a big fan of Zawe, but like that was Zawe as Zawe. That's who she is. Um, it wasn't like there was. I I don't know how you could act that role any deeper, any. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think
0: if I was, you know, if I could restructure the history of existence, like, the one thing that might have been interesting is if we had gotten a second, a Captain Marvel 2 before this movie, that was her going back to Hala, her fighting the Supreme Intelligence, her destroying the Supreme Intelligence, and then Hala breaking down into chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like we had had a movie to see Zowie Ashton's character fail and see it fall down and see her bitterness grow for two hours. And then she was the movie in this one, the villain in this one. I think that maybe would have rang more true. And I think it's a shame that we didn't get to see more of Carol takes down the Cree empire. I think that might've been an interesting movie. Um, and it would have made it a little more authentic when Carol starts crying about being the annihilator in this. I yeah. Think that makes sense, but it just felt a little rushed because we just didn't see any of that stuff on camera, you know.
1: Yeah, I I kind of just assumed it was stuff from the first movie that I don't remember.
0: Oh. No, I, it's just stuff that happened. In yeah. The-
1: yeah. Oh, I've got a flirting in the background. I see. Um <laughs> It did
0: fill out um, some of the things that Ronan says in Guardians of the Galaxy. Makes a lot more sense now that we have the history between Captain Marvel and Guardians. So okay. I love that when things build out and connect well. So, Yeah. I think the uh, mechanics of these quantum bands with Miss Marvel and the other one, I, I don't know if they make tons of sense. I don't think they put too much... Again, it's like Loki's time travel. You just can't.
1: You can't bother with it too much. Don't think about it. Don't think about. It. I think even Miss Marvel made a comment about like my light turns into solid matter, and nobody knows about that. Like, yeah, so, like Monica's nobody. like, I
0: don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just enjoy the fun. Like, I don't think they even like. Kamala had the embiggening with her hand going out. And I know they kind of did that in her show. But it did kind of feel random in the big fight. But it was cool. I'm also a little confused about the role
0: of her bangles and her power. Like, I know it's a mutant power and the bangles, like, got the mutant power going. But when she lost her bangle and still had the power to do stuff. I was like, "Oh, yeah. I don't think I understand how her powers work."
1: Yeah. Also, I I vaguely understand that Carol can like go out into space and not die, but I didn't expect the other two. Like, oh yeah, their light powers let them like go out through space and they don't like freeze to death immediately or suffocate or. Uh, I like, think Kamala's is always in a spacesuit or something. Not in the end fight.
0: I just I thought it was just her hand that went out, and that's like covered in.
1: No, I think she swapped with somebody at some point Uh, and ended up on his face.
0: It's one of those things people be like, "See, these are the plot holes," and I'm like, "Dude, it was fun. It was so much. Yeah, I mean that's fun. Who I will look?
1: Yeah, that was like right afterwards. Somebody was like, "Well, like that was you know like the way that hex all came together," and I was like, "I don't care. It was fun. I enjoyed it." versus it being bad jokes and unenjoyable that's where like love and thunder i did not enjoy like i wasn't enjoying it and it didn't make sense (laughs) like this i enjoyed it and maybe it doesn't completely make sense it has plot holes but it still made sense
0: well and there's i mean let's be fair captain america wielding mjolnir I mean, it makes sense in that he's a worthy person. But, like, why Why all of a sudden does that work? Well, because it was a cool moment. Who freaking cares, you yeah. know? Or yeah. um, when Thor sort of gets his Odin force and, like, goes all lightning ham on people in Ragnarok. I don't totally know why that happened. I know that it did, and I'm glad it did because it looked awesome. Like, it's, it's enough for us to just enjoy things in life, you know? Like. Yeah. We can just have fun stuff.
1: Yeah, let's have fun stuff. Um,
0: Did you find Samuel
1: L. Jackson fun? I thought he was in this a perfect amount. I think he was in it a perfect amount. I thought it was fascinating that they did not, like, did not at all give a crap if you watch Secret Invasion like it is completely irrelevant if you watched secret invasion or not i'm kind of surprised that he's friends with the flurkin i i kind of thought maybe he would not be into flurkin after I, goose i got the sense that him and goose have come
0: to a begrudging truce cuz remember he yeah. goose is in his office at the end of captain marvel so i get the yeah. sense that him and goose have worked together for 30
1: years and gotten past their issues True. True. Um I think the Flurkin escape was genius. I think it was genius until I thought they were going to start coughing up all those people inside the tiny space shuttle. Yep. Then it was going to be less genius. Yep. But the the Flerken were amazing.
0: Just the image of Carol flying through space with her like powers. And there's just a cat on her shoulder. With a cat like, on her shoulder, like the parrot on a pi-
1: pirate. Like
0: that's the kind yeah, of thing that's yeah. totally goofy, and I absolutely adore.
1: I was like, I know I am their target audience, but they also get me. Yes, I I like it. I like it a lot. And I think
0: you know, for Nia Dacosta's sake, um, she did a I think did a good job. There were a couple of shots in that movie that I thought were fantastic. That one where Carol's racing after um, Monica, and then fails, and it's just her back against the blackness of space. Yeah. I was in IMAX, and that was just like, whoa. Like, very emotionally salient kind of way to frame that in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there was anything else. I don't know. Yeah, just like from the director's standpoint, I'm telling you, memories in the background while they're herding cats, like, those are genius artistic decisions. Yeah. Well, and it
0: also was a very – I was struck in the first ten minutes by how cosmic and spacey it felt. Um, Because, you know, we've talked about even the cosmic stuff in the MCU is not always – Mm-hmm. there there was there was a lot of like people in spacesuits and like just establishing shots of the stations or the ships that felt sort of exciting and real and um I just found myself going, oh, this is a cool like the space aesthetic was very um pleasing for me uh throughout yes. it
1: and it was nonstop stop action this movie started in a fight it continued with fights like maybe we got a couple minutes of the space slumber party but it was action-packed
0: yep and for people that fuss about the plot i don't think i want a version of this that's 20 minutes longer but it's 20 minutes of exposition no thank you let me figure out the stuff in between and keep it moving you know
1: I went three minutes longer where they actually commit to the musical planet.
0: Yeah.
1: And in the very beginning, it was a little little bit jarring cutting around in the very beginning. It felt like something was harshly cut there and I'll take another three minutes there, but I don't need 30 minutes of anything.
0: I felt like the front though, helped you to feel as chaotic and confused as they would have been. Sure But, right? like if you're Kamala and you're sitting in your living room, and then all of a sudden you're floating in space, and then you see like Nick Fury, I just think that that would be so disorienting. I felt like the the pace of that early stuff disoriented the audience at the same time our characters were being disoriented, so
1: and like it moved to the next stuff very quickly, like you had that, and then you very quickly moved to like the next thing, like I didn't have any time to sit there and be like. But how did Kamala get back to Earth? Yeah. How did, you know, I didn't like have time to dwell on any of those questions because we quickly moved on to the next thing.
0: I also adored the way that they figured out that the powers were making them switch relatively quickly. Yeah. And Nick Fury even says like, yeah, that's a solid theory. Because there's a version of this movie where they spend an hour going, why do we keep switching? I can't figure it out. You know,
1: like. <laughs> yeah. Very true. That would have been so frustrating. And Carol being smart
0: enough to just fly to where one of them was. So it's like, well, at least we've got a two on one situation now, you know, like getting into the same room quickly was smart and not splitting them up was smart because that, you know, helps fix their. So so that this challenge is a challenge, but not like an annoying continual hurdle for them all movie long. Yes. Agreed. I think the other thing we should talk about is the post credit.
1: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, the one where the flurkin ate the credits at the very very end.
0: No, no not that one. <laughs> um I I mean, I, it obviously made me happy. Yeah, I had not been totally spoiled, like I didn't know exactly what it would be. And had you been kind of spoiled? Um, I heard that there was, there might be some kind of mutant X-Men thing.
1: Okay.
0: Um, when I heard Kelsey Grammer's voice, I gasped just at the sound of his voice. Like my kids were like, how do you know what this is? And I'm like, it's freaking Frazier. Of course I know yeah. who that, you know, like, and so I love that it was just the voice and then the imagery and yeah, it was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah, i I was genuinely surprised. I had no idea, but I think it leads into Deadpool really well.
0: And it certainly is a um, choosing for it to be Maria Rambo who is there when Monica wakes up. Like it's smart in that that's the yes. most emotionally salient. Yes. Even the way that, like, she's in almost the same position compared to the hospital bed that Monica was when she unblipped. Like, all of that is just it. It, it takes something that could have just been sort of a um, stunty thing, you know, like ooh multiverse, yeah, and it actually made it powerful to the story too.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, it was so much conveyed in just a short little, little post-credit scene and Monica figured it out very quickly cuz she is smart.
0: Yeah. She was like, "You're a ghost, mom," or "Oh, I went back in time," or
1: something like Yeah. 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 Yeah, there was no just like stand yeah. Uh, she figured it out cuz she is smart. Well, and she knew she was going through a multiversal hole. Yes. Now they continue to as we've
0: talked about and complained a little bit. They continue to poke at the multiverse in six different ways, but not, like, okay, bring it together, you know, like, because this was a very different way. Like, we've had Doctor Strange create portals to multiverses with spells. We've had the TVA that can use time pads to go between multiverses. We've had Doctor Strange, you know, like, using America Chavez's power to go between It seems like there's 18 different ways to transport between universes. But at some point, I guess we'll get it all figured out.
1: I feel like this one at least felt... Maybe it's because we went to the Fox X-Men. I I feel like it at least seemed congruent with Doctor Strange's multiversal travel. Yeah. They did it in a different way, but... It at least felt like it was similar.
0: I have a theory and I don't know if it will make sense. So we've talked about how mutants come into the MCU because there weren't mutants so far. So like why all of a sudden would there be? And my theory is that exposure to interdimensional travel is what activates the X gene. So Kamala's is activated because she gets the, interdimensional band right
1: yeah and Monica gets it from the hex
0: um well I don't know if Monica's a mutant but like we saw Professor X and Beast now in movies from another multiversal world right so like and we know from Doctor Strange multiverse of madness that they've had exposure on their world to other multiverse universes so that's that's my suspicion Is that when they get, uh, and Comron, when he got his powers in Miss Marvel, it's exactly when his mom experienced the rift between realities. Like, I'm suspicious that something about multiversal travel is what exposes people, instead of, like, radiation or something, that's what gets their X uh, genes going. So whatever happens in Secret Wars will be the thing that kicks off all the X genes in the MCU.
1: Yeah. I'm done with that. Let's do
0: it. And that's all the explanation we need, Kevin. Don't just be like, well, interdimensional stuff uh, leads to uh, mutations. And that's that's it.
1: <laughs> the end.
0: That's it. <laughs> Don't ask any more questions. Brandon, <sighs> I'm so glad you liked it. I, I am I, too. I mean, I I'm glad like, you liked it. I've been torn between like being so happy about it and just bummed that other people don't like it. Apparently, but
1: the thing is, I have well, like I said, I'm in my bubble, but I have seen very few people that actually watched it that didn't like it. Yeah.
0: Oh, we didn't mention this. Kate freaking bishops in the end of this movie, right? So that the one thing that's made me happy. I've read, like I said, probably more press than I should about this movie. Even people that crap on it are like, but Amon Vellani was amazing. Like I have legit not heard any, even people that hated it are like, yeah, I got it. Miss Miss Marvel was great. Good. So I can only hope the Young Avengers movie, regardless of being the middle-aged Avengers, we can just hope that it is definitely happening. Because I think I've seen articles that like this movie sucked, but at least we got the Young Avengers like, I'm hoping that that's coming sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, just give Amon everything. Like, she's writing Miss Marvel comics, she's putting together the Avengers. Have her just like replace Victoria Alonzo. Like, the woman is a big fan of all of this as much as an actress she's only like does she want to go and be an actress and other stuff no she wants to be a marvel actress let her just have everything i am glad that even the poopy heads like her
0: i would be i'll tell you what you want to make me a super happy man next san diego comic-con you know we've heard the feedback we've heard what's going on we have decided that avengers king dynasty is no longer going to be on the slate and instead we are replacing it with Young Avengers. And just give that slot to that team. Boom. That would be that'd be great. And I think it could set up secret wars just as well. But
1: let's just make it the Khan Dynasty. Instead <laughs> of the King Dynasty, let's do the Khan Dynasty.
0: Yes, Avengers Khan Dynasty. Oh, give Mr. Khan some powers.
1: Just or not. Yeah. I mean, just Okay, that's, I, I guess that is the one plot hole at the end. W- was the Khan family moving into the Rambo house? Um, I understood it as
0: Carol was finally coming to grips with she needs to come back to Earth and stop running around the universe. And Carol is taking over her ex-wife's house. Okay. All like right.
1: Because
0: the Khan house did house. get
1: kind of destroyed. Yeah. It did kind of get destroyed. And they were talking about it being a good place for the brother to raise his family.
0: Yeah, I couldn't understand that. I really, I don't, the beauty of the cons, though, is in part Jersey City and living near the mosque and being in a multicultural town. Like, them, ugh, I just don't want to subject the cons to rural Louisiana or whatever, you know? <laughs> like.
1: Also, is that rural Louisiana house near the Wilson house? Near Sam Wilson
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Are they in Homa or were um uh Jefferson Parish? Pacaman Parish, I don't know. The Wilson house. Yeah. I mean, it looked the same geography as the Wilson house, but yeah, further from the water. Yeah. So. All right.
0: Anyways. I think that's good. I think yeah, we went long enough. We'll turn this into yeah. two pods. It's good.
1: Awesome. I and mean, if you uh, need more, if you need more, just call me up. We'll talk about Captain Marvel some more.
0: We have been, we've been trying to talk this up to Adam. By the way, we are suspicious. Adam might actually kind of like this if he gives it a shot.
1: It would be a rare triple like if Adam likes it. I think he
0: would like it. I don't know if Adam likes anything lately, though.
1: <laughs> did Adam like? Did Adam like Captain? Did he like Miss Marvel? He liked Kamala Khan, didn't he?
0: uh i i think adam was polite to not go down but to not be negative about it given how much you and i liked it <laughs> well, that's how i remember it but i, I know when him... we did our rankings it was definitely not at the top of his a- annual rankings the way it was for you and i so
1: if adam doesn't like this one i'm gonna refer to him as a poopy head to his face
0: a poopy head
1: poopy head yeah. i don't know i'm like, that's the awesome hard-hitting the
0: criticisms we have here on marvel news desk people are poopy <laughs> yes. heads
1: hard hitting name calling
0: we'll see you know in the end i sort of get it is goofy and it is i think it skews younger i mean i think this definitely is better for a younger audience i'll tell you what my eight year or ten year old adored it you know she loved it but thank god they were making comic book movie for 10 year old girls i think that's great and so
1: yes definitely and the part that I don't see anybody picking up on is that Zoe Ashton was acting this movie while pregnant with Tom Hiddleston's baby. Oh. They're married, by the way. That happened okay. before the baby thing. Not that it matters. But...
0: <laughs> I was about to say. Not that we're shaming them if it didn't. But
1: yes, yeah, no. right. <laughs> I'm just like with these two properties, I keep waiting for somebody to make that connection. And they aren't they aren't yeah there's
0: uh, there's all sorts of little things like the fact we never got a Sherlock Holmes joke between oh, Robert Downey yeah. Jr. And, and Benedict Cumberbatch how yes. did that never happen you know
1: yes but anyways this has been fun thank you Caleb
0: yes Fa- people that are listening to this if you trust us at all and you haven't seen the Marvels, go see it go, go see it, it. A second time where I'm actually, uh, we're definitely going a second time because, uh, our third oldest child, we were she we're, the way we do it in our family, she was eligible to start going to Marvel movies starting at her birthday in February. And then they moved the calendar so there will not be another one until a year from her birthday. And so we're moving up the calendar and letting her go see this one in the theaters because we want to see it a second time anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting to see if my Thanksgiving guests have seen it or not. If they get here and they haven't seen it, I'm dragging them to the movies. Yeah.
0: I think if you want
1: to go see something
0: fun with Grandma at Thanksgiving, this movie would be a crowd pleaser. I really don't think it's that confusing. I think you can take the whole family, whether they know Marvel or not, and they'll get a kick out of it. I think so. Good, wholesome family entertainment.
1: I agree. I think it's great.
0: Yay. all right well we will get all four people that listen to this podcast to go see the marvels All right, <laughs> hey guys thanks for listening and we'll uh we'll talk to y'all later